0: Are you ready to manage your work and personal world better to live a fulfilling, productive
1: life? Then you've come to the right place. Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity. Here are your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Pinaud, with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things personal productivity. I'm Ray Sidney Smith.
3: I'm Augusta Pinot. I'm Francis Wade.
2: And I'm Mark Geltwigs. Welcome, gentlemen, and welcome to our listeners to this episode of Productivity Cast. Today, what we're going to be doing is talking about how mobile really has changed, how you've been affected, how mobile has changed in and around the current circumstance of the coronavirus and the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, really. And what we'd like to do is talk about early on in the pandemic, as well as our current status, And to talk a little bit about how mobile is a part of your system kind of going into the future, how you're going to make it a part or not make it a part of your system, and how we're really approaching those pieces in our own productivity systems. And then I'd like to close us out with thinking about how uh, kind of philosophically maybe uh, mobile technology, whether that be the OEMs as well as the the providers of, of all of the various software technologies, can adapt to the changing nature of work as we make our way uh, through and out of the pandemic, on the other side of this, and there are so many things happening and changing in that world. I'm just curious about everybody's thoughts there. So let's start off with where we began in terms of before the the novel coronavirus Car- SARS-CoV-2 really came about. How were how do you feel like you were using technology, and how do you feel like most people around you were using mobile technology?
1: It is interesting to see the use of. Mobile productivity, and not only it's easy to discuss how this has evolved over time, but more interesting, how it is almost really clear that three stages in t- since we are starting this pandemic in in March, you know the the pre. The the pre-pandemic, so before we were all sent into our new offices at home and not being able to get out and all that, the earliest stages of the pandemic where there was this component of uncertainty, but now we were at home, but we have all this mobile technology that we were not using, and we're, we are now, you know, seven months after this. And how people is getting back to really reevaluate, you know, before all the pandemic, we have discussed and many people have discussed about how the technology and the use of this mobile technology had evolved. But when we got into the real deal, the pandemic thing, people discovered that most of the things they were doing before stopped working. I I had the opportunity to work for, Great deal of people who their issue was that they simply changed everything and they were trying to use the same ideas and the same te- techniques that they were using before. So, and now they have come to a new way to do the things and to use this technology and to use this bubble technology that really fits their new workflow and the new way they work and the new things they are doing. So that's that's a change that in most cases, or at least in most cases of the people I have the opportunity to talk and discuss this topic, they have been able to see a clear distinction uh, on these stages.
2: Funny enough for me, I don't feel like my use of mobile technology has fluctuated all that much and it's probably a consequence of the fact that i don't like typing on screens and that i have a much greater productive output on a full size keyboard and so i've i've really avoided using mobile technologies for any amount of heavy lifting and so i have relegated or you know specified mobile technologies, whether that be tablets or my phone for the the work that I want it to do and only that work. And so expanding upon that work has been a slow kind of progress. I've been doing more and more work on those smaller form factors, but it has been very metered. And I've I've thought a lot about how I'm using it. So I have an external keyboard for the iPad that I have, I have an external keyboard for the uh, for my phone, and I don't particularly like using the the phone and and keyboard for many things at all. I just don't. And so, like before the pandemic, that was kind of how I approached it in the first place. I'm I'll probably correct myself and say that. I've, I've probably used the iPad more since kind of the first lockdown. And that's just as an, a factor of wanting a little bit more uh, mobility with regard to like getting things done in different places. They're not things that I couldn't have just done with a laptop. So it's, it's more just kind of a variety is, is kind of a pull for variety. If I'm thinking through, thinking this through, but the, Main goal for me is to actually be seated at a full-size keyboard with all of my assets, resources—that is, processing power—in front of me, and so the minor times when I'm I feel the the urge to go someplace else and do a little bit of work for a change of pace is is probably very minuscule comparative to the amount of work that I do when I sit at the desk and I have all of my devices in front of me and those mobile technologies are are single purpose and they support what I'm doing on a primary or primary and secondary machine.
3: I think I'm'm I'm exactly the same way. I, I use there, there are one or two apps that I have to use on mobile because like Instagram for example, because they don't really exist on the desktop in the same way. A um, Couple others, but I'm exactly the same way. My, my workflow has not changed much because of the pandemic. <clears throat> I've been working from home since 1993, and I've, you know, I've put a lot of thought into what my office should look like, and it's always been an at-home office. So when the pandemic hit, nothing really changed for my day-to-day other than I spent less time away from the office. So for me, it was a bit of the opposite. But the single use, single use idea is one I've shared before on prior podcasts. I, my tablet is is just for consum- consumption. It's in my living room. It kind of lives there. Um, my phone is just for convenience. Used to be when I was on the road. And now it's when I want to do something in an unusual spot, like I'm lying in my hammock. hammock. In my um, outside, then I, I only use my phone to check email or or look at Facebook. But ninety five percent of what counts, ninety percent of what counts, happens at my desktop, and it's a function of the speed, the screen size, the keyboard, the uh, the ease of having everything in front of me, and also the the ability to cut out distractions because my I have my own office, my own room, so it's it's geared for particular kinds of results that are almost impossible to get in other places or with other devices. So it, it's where I've made it easy to get the job done. The other places, I could kind of get it done, but boy, it's you know just t- that little keyboard on, on my phone. Getting anything decent written or trying to move between multiple screens or multiple apps Oh boy. (laughs) It's very, very hard. So I I think I I, am more or less in alignment with what you said.
0: All right. I'm going to play the counterpoint to all this. Let's take a look at it. For the past five years, I've been working in a primarily client office location based mode, which is literally live out of a bag, pack everything up in the morning, go to the site, do the work, come home. Very little was left there. Matter of fact, every day when I would leave, you could look at my desk and say, does somebody actually even work here? Because I think the only thing I would leave behind is maybe a coffee cup. So when we think about mobile and we think about the pandemic and we think about all these different changes, uh, to me, the past part, I think the three of you are, are talking about it exactly the way most people think about mobile, which is it's a secondary convenience channel to the information that you normally utilize from your established workspace. So if it's a web-based application, maybe there's an app on your phone that you can inter- interact with the same set of data. So you can do a quick lookup when you're waiting in line somewhere. It, it's a, it was a convenience and it still is the change to people working from home constantly where they weren't doing that before now has two two indications. One for people doing what I was doing, well, they're not packing up and taking everything into a location. So everything's kind of sitting where, where it is now. They don't have to have that mobility of back and forth. But the flip has now happened. You have people who used to live in an office location who are now having to go through and basically set up the equivalent of a permanent mobile office because it's still technically not their office. They have gear somewhere else. There's infrastructure systems somewhere else. They don't have direct connection to that. So it's working. Imagine it working in a mobile environment 24 seven. And that's where we've gotten to. And that's what's forced me to backtrack a little bit and think and say, okay is there more than just this shift of working from home? Is the paradigm bigger? And the more I dig into it and the more I try to create ideas around ways to put this stuff into place, I realize that we have to move to this mindset of, or it's, I don't say have to, it's beneficial to move to this mindset of being able to work anywhere. And I think, I use the context of people who don't have a physical space at home to have a physical office all the time. They don't have the benefit of having a designated set of real estate to set stuff up and leave it there. And a lot of people are in that situation. They're working off dining room tables. They're working off of coffee tables. They're working on porches. And in many cases, they're doing it in the same time period that they're trying to work with their now mobily enabled students who are doing home-based learning in the equivalent of a mobile classwork, classroom. So when I look at mobility and has it changed, I think it's gone well beyond the concept of a convenience. This is now the, the norm de rigor of do this work where it works best. And you should be setting up your systems and making your decisions around that because you don't know when that's going to change. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that this is this is crystallized for me. Things can change on a dime. I mean, they can you could be working at home today and then tomorrow you get a call that oh, you're going back into the office. Well, now everything's upside down again for how long? So can you set yourself up to be able to work regardless? One of the things I used to do is, like I said, I used to live out of my backpack. Everything was in there. And when I moved back to a home-based office, my backpack sat with all that stuff for probably close to two months. I never took anything out of it. Why? Because I didn't have to. It all sat there. But I realized that the value that that was providing me, that mobile office in a bag that was providing me so much productivity before, now actually became a burden because now I had to figure out, well, where was stuff? Was it in the bag? Was it on my desk? So I've started to rethink this mechanism and that's what I'm encouraging people to do is start to think about what can you do to use mobile concepts, tablets, technology, accessible devices, web-based solutions to give you the ability to do the work that you need to do, that you have to do. If we look back to the previous episode, the work that is urgent and important get that done without creating this unnecessary level of stress that, well, I can't do it because I'm not upstairs sitting in my office at my desk. You bring you bring
2: up a really great point, which is that for me, when I think about my own work and the way that things have changed, you know, I had my thoughts on what I did when I was on work travel, and I had my setup for the devices and the technology and the way in which I use those when I'm on work travel, and that obviously shifted when work travel ceased to exist, and that was a you know it's a big upset for me. You know I I lose uh, the opportunity to see colleagues, I lose the opportunity to see different environments that I'm used to working in, and uh, and that was a that was a big hit to me. Uh, and so I think that the the goal for anyone is to think about how your mobile productivity existed prior to the pandemic and whether or not that was actually serving you or enslaving you in some way shape or form or just you know prohibiting work and there are people like augusta who who embraces mobile productivity and there are people like me who uh find it to be uh limiting i just i generally find that mobile uh, technologies are are limiting factors to my productivity. Uh, what what some people can do on a, on a mobile device, and I I have people in my life who use their mobile phone as their primary computer, and it's probably the vast majority of the planet that does so. Right, because the vast majority of the planet has come online uh, in the past. Uh, decade, And in that last decade, their primary vehicle to the internet access to the internet, and to computing generally, is a mobile device is a is a phone. And so I did not grow up in that world. <laughs> I grew up in a world that had keyboards and large screens and the ability to work in that space. And so my brain is very much designed around that. And it's taken a long time for me to think about, okay, well, if I took it down to a small form factor, and if I thought about the technology as not being inferior, how how would I work in that environment? And it's gotten so much better. I know Augusto has m- many more thoughts about this than I do, uh, or or knowledge about this than I do, because he's been using the iPad this is primary computing device for so many years but for me thinking about it and just the idea of utilizing the mobile technology so uh, taking this to a kind of the gestalt if we if we think about the the way in which all of your technology was serving you before the pandemic in those early stages of the pandemic that obviously was a a, a hit to everybody because we had to adjust on the fly now though we're In a state where, yes, things can change, and to highlight Art's point, now is the time to think, how can we change and be nimble, flexible, adaptive in this really dynamic environment? I really do think there's going to be more changes over the course of the next probably three to four quarters where it's not necessarily, oh, the pandemic is going to cause us to have more lockdowns or anything else like that. Sure, there there may be that. But the bigger point is that there's going to be a shift in the way in which everybody works. And also, you know, how, how are the various um geopolitical issues going on changing the way in which we have access to certain types of technology? And all of those things in my mind uh, sort of push me to want to think, okay, well, how could I utilize my mobile technology in both a better way and in a more embracing way, right? Like I, I, I really do feel and understand the, the, um, the discrimination I have, I've, I've made toward those mobile devices. And I feel like that could change if I just approach them in a little bit better of a way.
1: So there is a couple of things that are interesting to mention and yeah, there has been, you know, people like you that have had an opportunity to Leave a lot more in their bigger screens and bigger keyboards and bigger mouse than what may have been before, mostly because well, if you don't travel, you can use your bigger monitor and you don't. That is something that you normally will not carry in the road. And and as I was listening to Art, it was interesting thinking exactly what you just expressed in in the case that in 2011 I decided that I was dropping every laptop and turning my main machine into the iPad and did it was perfect at the beginning no uh, it is perfect now eh, so pretty much is there but but there has been a lot of things that also needed to change from the way i think into how to make it iPad possible Uh, that has changed significantly. I mean, at the beginning, you could not even open a desktop site that now you can do on on the iPad without any issues. But one of the things this pandemic has brought is, as Art was describing, a lot of people who were never mobile now suddenly find themselves mobile. Even if mobile just mean, you know, packing to be able to go to the living room or packing to get to the porch, and then or you have all these kids, okay, that were doing virtual, remote schooling, whatever you wanted to call, and now are in this, they go some days to school, this hybrid mode, and even some schools that has open and closed, so kids get back to school, and now you have a different kind of co-worker, a co-worker who in many cases, require a different level of attention. But also, while all this is happening, a lot of people have discovered the need of all devices, the need of mobile devices. There is a lot of people who never had considered before this pandemic do anything on their phone other than calls that now are doing the emails and the Zoom and these things because that's the kids are using the other computers so they can do schooling. I mean I understand in, in this podcast we we may be on an abundance of technology and, and and I know I think all of us has more technology devices than what me be willing to admit here in the in the podcast. But not everybody have those. Okay. There, I have deal with a lot of people who we have been putting all computers out of the closets, computers that were considered dead, and then we have start installing, you know, cloud ready everywhere, as I as we cover in a previous episode of Productivity Cast. So we can then give them a Chromebook to the kids, so the kids could do school, or even in in one case, the Chromebook end up being. My client's computer, so because he was not going to take the, the kids out of the other machines. So one of the things that mobile technology brought at the beginning, and I'm talking about many years back, was understood that there was limited resources and how to use those limited resources to accomplish the same. One of the things that is interesting this pandemic has brought for many people is exactly the same, is how you're going to use the limited resources you have to do a better job. And the difference was that when the mobile brought that thing as an engine, or when I did it, you know, I did it because I wanted to test it. I wanted to push that boundary. I wanted to know was possible to be iPad only or not. Now, but that was, you know, I was in a certain way, Lucas, okay, the geek is trying to do this or the productivity guy is trying to do this. Great. Now this has brought to the masses. This has brought to most everybody, okay? And people who has been used, as you said, to have the big monitors at the office and now discover, oh, and I have a monitor. You know, when when we did the, the interview with David Allen, it was interesting to hear, you know, share with us a thing that we knew at the time, but it was interesting to knew, you know, that Amazon had at that time no desk. Amazon had at that time no external monitors. Given we were in the middle of all this pandemic and chaos and all that, I get it, we were on the early stages. But it is interesting to think. You know that things like monitors and desks and this kind of things were going to be out of inventory, out of stock. And part of that is all these people trying to deal with a combination of lack of resources, trying to get creative with the resources they have. Us, on top of that, try to work their workflow with a completely different set of resources.
3: You're right in pointing to everyone all of a sudden has to consider their physical setup. It's as if this is a, I I was on a, I had a conference this week and someone mentioned that this change is like the reformation. He said, it's that big, this, this entire shift that we're making as a world. And so that stuck with me. But in terms of what we're talking about, I mean, this could be thought of as big as that because now people have to do more than just make do in the short term. So going from solving the immediate crisis of how do I link to the office? So that's an immediate crisis that you can solve with any device and as long as you have the right setup. And so in the first couple of weeks, you, you figured out how to do that. And then you that, that got you to a particular level. But then settling into the new normal, the question is, what principles do you use to design the new normal? You, you, you obviously don't just stick with what you first decided, for the first solution that you found that worked. You obviously also don't go and pick up the equipment that was in the back of the closet and use that forever. You now need to actually design um, a physical infrastructure, including mobile, work from home. You now need to actually think about it. But what I've never seen is a set of design principles that say, here are the considerations you need to bring into play so that you can be at your optimal best with a minimum investment by the end of, let's say, three months, where you have some new behaviors, new technologies, kind of along the lines of, of some of the things Ray has talked about in terms of storage. So that's certainly one aspect of it. But how do you design the this brand new infrastructure and where are the principles that you use? You, you, you obviously don't go to, um, uh, I don't know what the, the I think Best buy, is, Best buy is still around in the States, the, the a computer store in the States. You obviously just don't go there and just throw down 3000 bucks and just buy a bunch of stuff and carry it home and stick it into the wall. It, 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 some people do that, but that's because there's no, there are no design principles, I think. So I, I haven't seen a, uh, I've seen tips, but not someone who stepped back and said, okay, if this is going to be your new normal for the next five years, let's say, what are the what are the, the essential elements and how do you go about choosing them? And how do you be thoughtful in constructing a new setup? And we've, we think about this all the time because we've been, the four of us have been going in this direction for a long time. But for the average person in the world who is thrown into working from home, I think this is going to be the next dilemma for them: is how do I be productive in the long term? I, I really don't know where to start.
2: One thing that I wanted to point out is that there has been a lot of discussion about tracking and seeing what people have been doing in the course and change of time. And while a lot of the data is muddy and self-selecting, for example, rescue time, uh, the software that does time tracking as well as it does passive time tracking as well as the uh, functions of being able to block access to partic- particular applications, so that you can be more productive and focus on particular things. Uh, they they've done a bit of work, you know. McKinsey has done some studies and that kind of thing. And uh, like I said, a lot of this is self selecting, and so it's really difficult to uh, really uh, push a specific uh, message or theme in any direction. But what we uh, know pretty well is that. Uh, communications technologies are are now much higher than they were before. I mean I, I think across everything we can see, we can understand that communications technologies, whether that be using Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, uh and and Hangouts, you know, um before that, uh including including Zoom, of course, people use Zoom as now as a verb, uh, which is uh kind of crazy, uh, you know, thinking that just probably 10 months ago or more uh, people uh, you know zoom uh, operated profitably but in obscurity and now today people are are talking about zoom in such a uh, a casual everyday way uh, you know I thought, oh well you know I use this technology for work and then when people started talking about it in terms of 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 everyday conversation it was very obtuse to me. I thought why are they talking about zoom so much and and uh, you know I've been using it for so long but i didn't I didn't realize. That it would become such a, a a strong piece of a lot of people's worlds. Um, that that being the case, uh, my, my thought here in kind of the context of mobile productivity is that a lot of these mobile devices are actually really great for that component. You can do video conferencing and and video pieces, and a lot of what I've been doing and helping people with is having them set up their mobile devices as their meeting technology, so that it was a A secondary device so that they could have their primary device in front of them for note taking, for example, you know, doing work in Evernote, I want to be able to have Evernote open on screen and taking notes and annotating documents and all of that stuff on my desktop while I'm in a meeting and no offense against zoom or any other technologies but they're just not great to have on the same screen uh even if you're sharing screens it's just difficult to have things side by side i want to see one screen have one task and so i've actually been utilizing a second device and having myself in the meeting on that second device while Utilizing the the main device for what I'm tasked with doing, or vice versa. Sometimes it actually works out better that I just want to take notes, and so I'll open up the iPad, pull out the iPad keyboard, and I will just take notes into Evernote in in and on the iPad uh, while I'm in the meeting on the primary device. And that's been really really useful. Uh, and the great part is that you know you can add other devices into those ver- those video meetings. So even if I needed to share screen on the device I was working on, I could just go ahead and join the meeting from that device also, uh, as a second me, and, uh, and go ahead and share my screen uh, from that device as well. So it- think think beyond the borders of how mobile productivity and mobile technologies are you're currently utilizing them and seeing how you can actually create workflows that increase and speed up the workflow process so that you're able to better get things done in real time especially in these new environments where we are in more meetings today uh, in real time Uh, because of the fact that you can't just walk down the hall and see your colleague, Uh, you're not seeing people in person. So we have this greater need, I think, you know, we're social creatures, humans are social creatures, we need the need, we need that interactivity and collaboration. And if we're going to have more video meetings, we also have to know how to get more done in those meetings. And I've just found that the multiple capabilities of mobile devices really has been uh, facilitative in in those workflow processes so that I can actually be productive and be engaged in the meeting itself. I just don't like the notion of, of getting pulled out of the meeting tempo because the technology is uh, too much of a friction to me getting things done while it's all happening. Does anybody else have that feeling, have that sense? And what have you all done in that kind of environment?
0: Well, I think you, you're right on target with with part of the idea. I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. If we start thinking or if we stop thinking about mobile as a secondary avenue and start thinking about it as a primary one, it really changes how we think about a lot of aspects of how we interact with information, how we design things. And I'll call out a perfect example of it as of late. Uh, If you've been to a restaurant recently, the odds are pretty good. Uh, There has been on the center of the table a QR code that you're supposed to scan to get access to the online menu. So you know what they have. So you can place your order pre COVID that didn't happen. It wouldn't happen because there was no need for it. You could just hand out a menu, but now because of hygiene and, and, protection against you know the virus you don't want to have those physical things so you had to go virtual therefore you take advantage of a technology that's been around for years I mean QR codes have been around a long time but they've never gotten any real adoption in the quote real world but what we see is a convergence of a need a contactless information exchange and the final evolution and catching up of a platform the mobile computing device ergo your phone, that work together to meet this requirement. And if we start thinking about things that way, for example, if I want to share information with people now, I should be thinking about that the primary way they're going to consume this, unless it's in a dedicated corporate environment where everybody's using desktops and this is is what you have to consume, that mobile is just as important a a channel as is other ones. Now again, from a professional productivity thing, we get this skewed mindset because within corporations you wind up with target audiences that have a high mobile need, and other groups who never leave their desk, so therefore mobiles kind of useless to them. But let's let's throw that part out of it, and let's just focus on what our specific needs are and the information we're sharing. We've got to take into consideration what where, and when information will be interacted with. And the other example I I wanted to bring up is nowadays we're all spending more time waiting in line. I mean, it it felt like we were spending forever waiting in line before, but now you go any place and you wait and you wait and you wait. I mean, you can wait 45 minutes to get in to pick up, just pick up, carryout food where Used to be, you could just walk right in and walk right out. So from a productivity standpoint, I have to ask you, are you going to waste that 45 minutes futzing around on Facebook and Instagram? Or are you going to find something else you can do? Are you going to think about that's valuable time to me? I need to find a way to put it to use and then start looking at your systems so that you're not restricted to just that time you're sitting in your comfy office chair to actually being able to get anything done
1: and i think you are bringing a point that we are bringing this podcast many times that is that their mobile phone for the majority of the people is their main device they haven't they, they are not necessarily aware or conscious of it but that is their main device and as this New things are coming It's going to be more and more important to understand how can we get more productive into those devices and and again, this is not maybe for the for the four of us, but for the masses for the people who are really spending that time on that phone that now are going to find themselves in this environments in these situations where their phone is going to be their only device they have, but the amount of time it's going to be significantly larger on how this is going to really change. And from the developers and the software developers and all that, how this is going to affect that mobile only uh, or mobile first approach because one of the things that happen right now in many pieces of software, even many good ones, is their mobile piece, it's really limited. If you look pieces like Microsoft Word, okay, I don't care which mobile device you're using, Microsoft Word it's completely different between what you can do on the web versus the desktop versus the mobile phone. Even when you go Microsoft Outlook, it's the same thing. But We are going to start seeing now, or people are going to start seeing now how this mobile first is start getting some importance. How now, well, if I'm spending this much time in this phone, how can I do what I was able to do on that desktop? Because this is the device I have with me. And this may bring a really interesting change in the next Six to twelve months.
3: I have a, I have a contrary point of view. I
1: think, which
3: is that I'm spending way less time moving around. I'm I'm the exception because I always work from home, but I I wonder if people who are homebound. So I'm not going to restaurants. I haven't been to one in I don't know how long, and I, I only go out for what I have to go out because we're sheltering we're sheltering at home here in Jamaica for the most part, but my need for mobile has actually dropped. Mobile in the sense that I'm away from my main base because I'm, not, I'm no longer on the road. I'm no longer, I, I don't go anywhere once a week. Or if I have to go somewhere, yes, my lines are longer. So I spent a day at the DMV a few months ago and had to come back the following week because after spending a day in the sun, I still didn't get into the DMV, the line was outside. It was that long, so it was awful. Thank goodness I had my mobile phone or else I probably would have gone crazy. But that really was just one day. Now that I think about it, if I spend two days outside of my office, if I have to make two trips outside of my, my home per week, that's a lot. So my need for actual mobility outside of my home base has dropped. And I wonder if other folks aren't going through that also. It's, it's, a, it's a huge change in my behavior. I've actually gotten rid of uh, my expensive data plan because I wasn't using it I've gone to prepaid I switched back to prepaid from postpaid
0: no and it's a very valid point Francis I mean we we have thought about mobility as outside I mean away literally away away as the definition of mobility for the longest time you're either at your desk or you're not at your desk well maybe that's actually the way we need to think about it it just the not at your desk doesn't necessarily mean outside your house. Doesn't necessarily mean, you know, out on the road somewhere as a sales road warrior. It could literally mean in your living room versus where you normally work. If you have a setup, like I I have a fairly locked down setup on my working desk now. I have my machines wired in. I have plugs hooked up. I have microphones hooked up and all. That's great. If I wanted to go work in my living room just because I could, and just because I'm tired of looking at the same walls, it would take a while to dismantle this setup and move to a new location. This is not mobily designed. I use other tools to do that. I use a Chromebook. I use my phone. I use, And that, to me, is where we have to think about mobility. Mobility isn't just measured in miles. It's measured in mental steps. How many steps away can you take from your primary point of work, and still be productive? And we hear a lot of this. I I got myself really riled up because you got companies like J.P. Morgan Chase or or J.P. Morgan who are going, oh, you know, we're losing productivity on Mondays and Fridays. People aren't working as hard at home, and they need to come back into the office. And I'm like, well. Honestly, if you can't get productivity out of your people on Mondays and Fridays, you don't know how to manage, but that's a whole different, different podcast. Uh, But what it comes back to is execution of what you need to do. If it's tied to a physical location and it must be done in that spot and you, you cannot do anything else to get that work done, but be in that spot. Yeah, we're going to have some of that work. And that's just the nature of the beast. But it doesn't have to be all of your work. It doesn't have to be all of your things. The mental benefit of being able to go and just walk through your email or your to-do list sitting outside just on your front porch is massive. It is a huge benefit to us right now, especially with the stress and the emotional challenge that so many people are having with this kind of disconnect. But no, what have we done in many cases? We've created home cubes. We've created our little cube at home that we had at work, and now we're doing the exact same thing we used to. This is an opportunity to change the dynamic from the ground up. And give ourselves those chance. And we have to do the same things. And, I'm, and I say this from a productivity standpoint, not only from a personal standpoint, but helping others. You have to be just as cognizant of the other people you're working with that their environment is now totally different as well. Because in a corporate space, everybody was at the same office. Everybody had the same gear. You could count on the same. There was a level playing field. That's not the case anymore. And everyone needs to take that into consideration for everyone else. And mobility is a way to do that. It creates that lowest common denominator. Maybe somebody's not going to have the best laptop out there or the best machine or the best phone, but they still need to access the information. Therefore, how do we put this stuff in a way that the majority can use it? And that's whether it's individual or organizational or family or whatever, being able to do what you need to do, where you need to do it, when you need to do it, is what productivity is really all about. I think that's well it said. Um,
3: I, I use my, so in addition to my office, my office setup where I have a laptop, so I take my laptop down downstairs at least three times a week, uh, in this case, it's to play. It's to play Zwift, which is a, a cycling simulation game. Um, but I would be in big trouble if I had a desktop that I couldn't move downstairs. I couldn't couldn't do what I do. My wife is more is more is better case in point because she has a a, a workspace downstairs. She when we need to, she she brings her laptop up to my office. When she needs to, she puts it down on the ground and does uh, yoga. She streams yoga in. And when she needs to do it, she's watching on Netflix. So she uses her laptop for all those four four purposes in five different locations that I can think of in the house. Um, And again, I I can't say that we sat down and thought that through. So it's not like we said, let's design it so that it's just kind of evolved that way. But if we had made the wrong decision and gotten her a desktop, she wouldn't be doing any of those. She'd be doing one of those things, but not all. So so there's there's decisions that need to be made ahead of time if you can think about what am I going to use this for and what's the optimal way to set it up.
0: This really goes back to that point that I make so often, which is understand your tools, learn your tools, learn the things that you can do on your phone or your tablet or your Chromebook, push them to their limits because you'll find more and more opportunities to give yourself freedom than if you sit there and say, well, I don't have Word on the desktop, so I can't do a document. I can't update a document. That's not true. That's not true at all. You can figure out a way to make it happen. It's just a matter of coming up with those ideas and taking a little bit of time to learn your tools and be able to execute on them. This segues really nicely
2: into uh, really what you think mobile technologies can do to better support productivity going forward. and on, from my perspective for, you know, the last several years, uh, Chromebooks have been able to install and utilize Android applications. And so I have felt this, you know, um, synergy between my mobile devices and the desktop environment because they were capable of being connected in that way. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Google p- Pixel platform. So I'm using an Android, um, you know, pure Android environment. And when I go to my, you know, Chromebook, I can just open up the Chromebook. I'm in the browser environment. I use predominantly web-based technologies. So all the web-based software is there and ready for me. When I need an Android application, there is, uh, you know, there is parity between the Android applications on my phone and the Android applications on the Chromebook, and I'm good to go. And so even when I'm you know, again, in that perspective, that it's a secondary device for me. Uh, typically, when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm able to utilize those pieces um, together in confluence. Uh, the uh, now Microsoft is testing and is bringing to scale the your phone applications. So, if you're using Windows 10, and um, I'm, I'm presuming pretty soon, I'm not sure where they are in the in the course of this, uh, but I know that they're using the um, the the testing. Uh, what is it called? Windows Windows Insider Testing is is testing the ability for you now to have all of your applications, your your, uh, Android applications from your phone accessible on the desktop. So you're now able to seamlessly use your desktop software and your Android uh, software in uh, the same environment. And this is going to, I think this is going to be huge for people, uh, you know, Francis, you noted earlier in the show that you know being able to use Instagram on your phone is a limitation because it's only capable of being utilized on the phone well now you would you would lose that uh limitation and you would gain the ability to then have Instagram on the desktop so these things are are changing we we're, we're seeing these changes. What are the things you feel like are uh needed to um bring forward the the technology, so people can be more productive. What are what are some quick thoughts you have there before we close out?
0: I would say I've got probably three three quick ones. One, using mobile applications and web based applications uh, over dedicated desktop ones whenever possible. I think that creates that mental shift as well as forcing the information to be in consumable platforms that are applicable to other devices. Two. I think we've hit. You'll hear it referred to often. We've hit peak phone. Uh, We have more phone or phone. We have more pocket computing devices now that are more powerful than desktops than we've ever had. Uh, I would. I don't know the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that the phone I'm holding right now is more powerful than my laptop when it comes down to metrics. And third, and probably the most important thing, is that mental change of saying that I'm going to grab my mobile device to do this work first, rather than saying, I'm going to go sit down at my desk to do this. That shift, the ability to make that shift, I think is what changes this game up.
1: There was a comment that was made really interesting today on the show is how this changes. This is five years. And the reality is we don't know if this is going to be two more months or 12 more months or five more years. But we know it's going to be most likely somewhere in between that time and is going to be a lot longer than what people expect. So if you think that this current situation is going to be that long or it's going to be longer than what you are considering right now, let's say 12 months or 24 months, how your mobile requirements and how you use your mobile in the ways we have been discussed today will be different. And that may be interesting for many people. See, but I'll just throw in here real fast, Augusto. I'm going to make the
0: argument that this should not be, I want to say, situationally driven. Pandemic or no, the benefits that you can reap from this change of thinking are huge. It creates the opportunity for new ideas and new ways of tackling this. It just happens to be that this is being forced rather than eased into. I think that's probably not a bad thing because we've seen how long we've had mobile devices, and yet they have kind of plotted along as second class status is to getting work done. And yet now they have to be bumped up the listing. Uh, That's just me, though
3: yeah if i if i mentioned before my friend who said this is like a reformation is that when you're in a reformation you don't really know what's happening you don't quite see the big time impact but 100 years from now they could look back at 2020 and said that's when it really started when all the capability for mo- mobile power was there but the acceleration was missing it was just a matter of you do it if you like it and the designers paid attention to it if they wanted to. But the technology was there sitting, waiting. And it wasn't until the pandemic of 2020 that all of a sudden everyone had to use it and they had to work from home and they had to design their own work environments. And they had to consider all these factors that we've been talking about. And in looking back, they could say that 2020 is when the technology revolution really started. All All that happened before that was just prelude. So so the one thing that I can offer
2: folks as we close out is Wi-Fi connectivity and or physical connectivity to your Internet. I think that if we're going to have a better mobile experience, you need to figure out your Wi-Fi connectivity. And unfortunately, that does require you to do a little bit of research and figure out what is best for your environment to be able to have that strong connection wherever you might be working at home and this has been a, a huge struggle for a lot of people and so I, I don't really have a, an easy answer there because it's not like oh if you buy this product you're gonna be fine uh, the reality is is that depending upon your your internet connection depending upon the strength of the internet connection where you are in the country all of those things are uh, different uh, so I, I guess side note uh, write to your you know representatives and tell them <laughs> to to shore up the broadband and internet internet infrastructure generally uh in this country i think that you know everybody deserves internet access it should be a human right here uh and and but at the same time uh in your in your home you just have different spots you might have dead spots where mobile connectivity may not work and where your uh you know mobile broadband connection may be lower than better and so all of these things need to be kind of cleared up but a lot of the problems go away when you fix connectivity. And so investing in that, that home based connectivity will not only help work, but just productivity generally, because you're able to get things done faster when you don't have to fight with, you know, streaming information or whatever it might be. At any given time, I feel like that's one of the, the best things you can do in your environment because that will help your desktop environment. That'll help your mobile technology and that'll help everybody in the household really be more productive uh, throughout the day. With that, we are at the end of our discussion, but we are, uh, but the conversation doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to visit the episode page on productivitycast.net. And there in the comment section on the page, you can leave a comment or question and we welcome those. Uh, If you are on productivitycast.net on each episode page, note that you'll find show notes along with a machine-generated transcript so you can either you know expand it and read it or you can download it as a PDF. And that way you can jump to um, links in the show notes from there. You can also uh, read through the transcript and find points in the discussion and uh, reference those if you need to. If you have a topic about personal productivity you'd like us to discuss on a future cast, feel free to visit productivitycast.net Forward slash contact. You can leave a voice recorded message. I think under a minute, and you can also type a message to us and hit send, and that will go ahead and uh, send uh, submit a form uh, to us for feedback. And uh, maybe we'll feature that on a future episode. I want to express my thanks to Augusto Penaud, Francis Wade, and Art Gelwicks uh, for joining me here on Productivity Cast this week and every week. You can learn more about them by visiting productivitycast.net and just clicking on the who we are about page and uh, clicking on the links there and finding them as well. I'm Ray Sidney Smith. And on behalf of all of us here at Productivity Cast, here's to your productive life.
1: That's it for this Productivity Cast, the weekly show about all things productivity with your hosts, Ray Sidney Smith and Augusto Penaud, with Francis Wade and Art Gelwicks.